The Working Artist Project is brought to you by Second Line Arts Collective. Learn how you can support at secondlinearts.org. We're creating a platform for those who are curious. One that tells the story from the artist's perspective. Moments in time, captured from the innovators who are reshaping dance, music, theater, and the visual arts. This is The Working Artist Project. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening. My name is Darian Douglas. And also, we have Mr. Gregory Ajid here. He's going to pop in in just a second. There he is. Welcome to The Working Artist Project, Greg. Welcome back. Yo, good evening. I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm using my iPhone as a camera and my phone started ringing. The moment oh, no, it's all good, that. man. It's, you know, t- technology, man. It's a, it's a mother, man. It's really a mother, man. It's, it's, it's wow. Crazy. Can you imagine that 10 years ago or 15 years ago, we didn't have cell phones with video cameras and Facebook and InstaTweet on it? Yeah, thank God. Thank God. I don't know if I would be here if that were so, man. I was... Uh... <laughs> Oh, man. Life was so different. Man. All right. All right. Let's get to it. We got we got some speeches that we always got to make. And uh, I'm going to let you make them. Go ahead. You got it. All right. Four score and seven years ago, we oh, started okay. a program called Second Line Arts Collective. You told me to prepare a speech, man. So, I to... <laughs> <laughs> um, so ladies and gentlemen, we're excited to announce that we're going to be holding our fifth annual Sanaa Music Workshop, and that's going to be held June 14th through the 25th. And I believe we're closing our registration on Friday, or have we already closed it? We closed it. We had so many applicants that we we just we couldn't take any more, so I had I had to go ahead and close it. Unfortunately, awesome. So that's a good thing. So uh, it's a good thing for us. It's um it's it's also going to be a good thing for everyone else too, because I believe we're going to make some of this content accessible through Facebook and through YouTube and things like that. So if you haven't, if you weren't able to register, we, we will still make the classes accessible. Uh, when the time comes. So we hope you'll join us that way. But uh, but yeah, we're doing it, man. <laughs> we're doing it. Can you believe it? Five years in a row, man. We out here. And um, while, since you guys are on the vibe with us right now, don't forget to sign up for our newsletter. Well, every week, Greg and I drop. What's after a trillion? What number is that? I think you go back to zero. <laughs> <laughs> we, we drop a, a trillion and one billion trillion billion dollars worth of an ideas to you at least once a week and uh, it's it's worth the read and you get to know us and we get to know you and it's, it's a vibe so so join the club man join our club definitely and yeah. uh we'd also like to to shout out the new orleans jazz and heritage foundation bornstein family who else we absolutely shout out? uh so many people that i cannot remember everybody who uh, gave us lots of money but we appreciate y'all and uh, go go to our Instagram. We wrote a whole letter to and, and shouted everybody out there. But right this moment, I have baby brain, and I'm sorry that I can't remember. But next week, I'll be prepared with a list. <laughs> yeah, you got look. You got the week off this week. It's it's hey, it was Mother's Day yesterday, and your right. mom is back to work. <laughs> She's back to work. She's down here. She's gonna take care of the baby, man. I, I don't have no baby this week. So anybody want to hang out? Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to it, man. We got a very special guest tonight, and you know. I, honestly, I, I've been listening to her her music over and over and over and over, and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm her biggest fan. I'm going to start a fan club, and and uh, her name is Miss Venetia Gould. And why don't we get her on the show right now, Venetia? Welcome to the Working Artist Project. Hey, Yay. can you hear me? I can hear you. Hold on, I got some for you. Yes, oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, she's alive. <laughs> Me. Oh man, I love it. It's great. It's, it's something about applause for us artists. You know, we it's just we just love it, man. It's something about it. I miss it. It's been a while. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> Venetia, I wanna I wanna start at the beginning because we we know each other in passing, but we we don't know each other well. So I, I wanna hey, I wanna get to know you tonight. So I want you to tell me Yay. all your secrets. <laughs> I'm down. All right, tell me I'm everything. Open. I want to know. I, I know you. 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 California, born, raised, and bred, right? Yeah, that's so I right. Wanna, I, I want to know all about it. Like, how did you become a bad motherfucker? Victor, it's my dad. <laughs> well, my daddy, my father. 
because he he got my brother a baby uh, piano for him and um, started the lesson. So I was hearing like Celia and like, you know, there's some tunes in my childhood that I just know before I knew it was actually jazz. Yeah. And then and then he went to school. I think he went to I think he went to an arts high school. And then I went to my mom and I said, I want, I think I want to sing. Maybe, I think I, maybe I want to sing. And she was like, what? I was like, I think I might want to sing, you know, and, and following his footsteps. And since then, I've just been collecting all of his friends, entire network. I'm like, oh, you know Victor? You know Victor? <laughs> yeah, I know Victor. Yes. He's my brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Since then, you know? How old, so were, how, how old were you when you realized you wanted to be a singer? It had to have been like... Uh, like seventh grade. Seventh grade. And, and what's what's the 13, difference between 13, 14? 14. What's he's three years older. He's three years and three months. Um yeah. Yeah. So is is he really would you really consider him to be like your biggest musical inspiration, especially at that that young age? Definitely. Man, mm. so y'all, well, well, did y'all get along and everything? Y'all were like cool. Y'all so were like close. fighting and stuff as kids. Humor. We we fought a lot. We actually fought a lot. You know, like there were times where I had to call my mom and be like, you know, <laughs> like that face. Right. There were that, those times that were close like that. You know, and but also musically and emotionally, he's like humor. A lot of people don't know his humor. He's I think he's like got the best like. Uh, I, he's got my 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 ideal humor and yeah that's that's my best friend you know yeah yeah but yeah. um I and musically kinda... as well he he gave me my first album he's one I was into Kenny G I was really into Kenny G and he was like <laughs> here's Louie here's Louie and Ella please listen to this you know <laughs> and I was like okay but I was into Kenny G I was like I'm just glad he wasn't like, oh, you're into Kenny G. Here's here's uh, here's some <laughs> here's, here's some like uh, some more smooth saxophone for you. Right? Like, no, no. He was, he was like, he was like, please, God, no more. Like, if you actually dig this, can you please listen? Here's this. I was trying to and... think of some Boney James <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Hey, man, like, I, but also he's my hero. Whatever he gave to me, I was like, I'm down. Okay. Vic says, listen to this. Yeah. He's hip enough that it was Ella and Louie, you know? Yeah. So it was great. So, yeah. so as y'all coming up in California, you know, we're, we're talking about Victor Gould, who who is uh, Venetia's big brother, who who is like a, a genius. It's like somehow two geniuses came up in the same house, which is crazy. And that's how I met you when that's you right. came when you were at his place. I was like, oh hi, I'm that's right, visiting from college. Oh, <laughs> that's right. Because I actually lived, you know, funny enough, I don't know if you know this, but I lived with Victor. I don't know if you know this, Greg. When I first moved to New York, I lived with Victor, uh, maybe for three months until I found an apartment. In that apartment on yeah, Hawthorne? Yeah, I rented a room because Max Moran was living uh, in the room. And Max so I, is there. I, yep. So I rented Max room, Max's room and stayed there with Victor and a couple other cats. And yeah, man. So, you know, it was a vibe. That's a vibe. <laughs> that, that apartment was great. I, yeah. you know, I, they raised the rent on me, you know. Oh, right. I, had to move five, <laughs> I had to move five blocks up. Oh, well, amen. hey, that is. I'm not too far. <laughs> so when y'all was coming up, were you, 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 Victor, you was looking up to Victor, but were you also like learning music in school or was it just all from the streets? Um, what I liked, I was actually, so we're from Simi Valley. We're from like this really small white town in California. Um, and my dad, well, and they moved, we were, we moved, we were in LA and they moved us from LA to Simi. Hmm. It's very safe white town. But my dad was the one who like made sure we were still in jazz and stuff. And but I was just you know, I was SWV, you know, nineties. <laughs> and and yeah. in LA it was 92.3, the beat. And that was the 90s hip hop the that we heard. And and that's what I was listening to. I was in the SWV 702, Escape, yeah. you know, like yeah. Diddy, Tupac, that was what I listened to in the mornings before school. And then, um, but I was listening to Victor play Celia and Dexterity and like, you know, shedding that 
and there's a there's a story that my dad like tells everybody he was like if you don't shed the piano victor i'm gonna sell the baby grand for a boat you know (laughs) so like so he would shed all the time piano and it'd be very annoying but i heard jazz just in my peripheral like it was just there you know so that's how i got into it and i was like well i can't do like but I can do that straight tone, you know? Yeah, I'm yeah. down with like how Sarah sings Lullaby of Birdland, you know, that's easy and like smooth and very natural for me. So that's what I got into. And my dad gave me uh, Sarah Vaughn's Finest Hour after Victor gave me the the Ella and Louie album, right. you know? I was just in middle school. I was still listening to SWV, but I was like, oh, I dig this. <laughs> I dig this should do that do that do that do that do 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 you know like yeah. you know is your dad also a musician he's a flautist he plays flute wow but like loosely he like mm-hmm. very much a hobby the way like some people I like to cook sometimes you know yeah 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 that's yeah. the way he plays but he's an appreciator he's like uh he hangs you know yeah. So you, and he, you and he so, know and he knows what's hit. He he know he has an ear. He has a great ear. It's good. I'm so I'm so glad that that entire story didn't start well again. And that's how we got a boat for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Victor wasn't shedding, so we got a boat, and that's why. <laughs> Yo, yeah, no, my daddy found a way to get a boat. We we he he got he got his boats, you know. But he was down. He was like, if this dude doesn't shed this piano, I'm gonna fucking buy a boat. Thing is useless if you're not shedding it. So but Victor were, but Victor loved it, you know. So when you yeah. were moving into your high school years, were you involved in like a, an official vocal program or were you studying with someone privately? I went to um ooh, sorry. My best friend in California is calling. There we go. You're on TV. I'm on TV. <laughs> I'm in an interview, girl. My goodness. No, uh, but like um, in, there was this, actually, uh, this woman, her name was Patricia, and her granddaughter is Alex Isley, who's like an Isley brother's daughter. Oh. Who I went to school with, Alex Isley, and she's like incredible. But her grandmother is in this beautiful opera singer rest in peace and she was my uh she like taught me through my audition to get into the art school Mm. that I that I eventually went to because I was in a regular high school with football cheerleaders and stuff you know and then I went to my brother's high school which was the you know um arts high school and that was my introduction into the whole vocal world of Ooh, let me get into opera first, you know, Italian diction and, and the classic stuff, you know, right. the stuff you need. And, but yeah, that's how I got into it. And then from there, I, you know, I felt like from there it was like network. Once you get to Berkeley, once you get to college, you're just like, who's the hang, right? Like yeah. who, who, who do I, who do I resonate with? So uh, Venetia, yeah. I kind of, I kind of want to switch gears because one thing that I appreciate and love about the way you present your um, art is you seem to be able to really capture the emotion in whatever it is that you're singing. Mm. How, how did you master that? Is that acting? Is that how do you harness that superpower? I think I'm just super emotional hmm. and dramatic. I love writing too. I love I love uh, screenwriting. I like creating a story, mm. you know. Um, but a lot of anything that I write starts from just one focal point of like, oh, I like the idea of this, and see what rhymes with that, and then what flows, and then oh, damn, I didn't know that story would come from that, you know? Yeah. Type of thing, like free writing when you're just journaling. And then at the end of the journal, you're like, well, okay, well, I learned a lot, you know, okay. <laughs> you know? Are, you, are, you, are you writing a lot about your own personal experiences or do you find yourself kind of like writing more in honor of other people or other experiences? How does, how does that all work? Both, both. Yeah, it's just storytelling. It's whatever I want. So I'm like, 
here's a story, here's a situation that I resonate with. And then it rhymes with something that I don't resonate with at all, Hmm. you know, but it works, you know, I'm like, I've never Donovan's dream. I've never given birth to a child or, or even been close to having to give up a child. I've never had, you know, been in that situation. I've had many people come up to me, ask me if I have given birth and like, have I gone through that pain? And I literally just love the name Donovan, you know, and, and love just how it flows from there. But you can really in free writing and journaling, you can just come up with anything, you know, whatever rhymes and suddenly you're an, you're an alien and ah, finding your way through space. The thing about (laughs) that is like anybody can write it, you know, but it takes a special person to, deliver it with with an emotion that draws you in it's kind of like like a great actor like if you see Mm -hmm. denzel do something you 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 think that he's a fucking gangster you say oh i'm scared but somebody else can do it and you're just like yeah i mean cool story bro terrence howard why do we all look at him and we're like oh well i don't really like him he's (laughs) a great actor i don't like terrence howard for some reason exactly yeah so so i'm trying to i'm trying to get to like how how do you what what are you what energy do you draw upon to like really for instance because you brought up Donovan's dream like what what energy are you drawing upon because you don't even you don't even you you don't even have a kid so how do you even get that across spiritual that's all that's the only explanation but for me I'm and I'm very spiritual sorry for the bird I have a bird I just got a bird if you hear the yeah, it's okay. <laughs> that's the, my, my love bird. But I, um, I'm very much a believer that there's the one that everybody connects to. There's the story that everyone connects to. You know, you can hit on anything and somebody will resonate with that. You know, that's what I believe. And that makes it, it makes writing very freeing. You can talk about like how I, you know, a day-to-day life for me, like, oh, I tried on a dress, it didn't fit. Oh, but the next day it did. You know, you can do anything. If it changes work, it's killing, you know? And so like, that resonated with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just stories. Anything anything works, I think. Hmm. Yeah. That's do how you, I feel. How, so what, maybe... You, you could uh, like. Do you feel like you would be able to connect to like every story? Would you be able to write a song about golf or something? Like, what are, what is it about the stories that you sing? About I could write that- about. I could write a story about how golf doesn't resonate with me, <laughs> and it would be. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. You know, you can say anything. Writing is great. That's just <laughs> awesome. I think golf resonates with fewer people that I could write about that, and it'd be like. Golf doesn't resonate with me either. Oh shit! Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I don't give a shit about golf either. Yes, you know, someone else who knows me. <laughs> and who who's playing the changes in the bag? You know, there's so many factors to it too. It's like it's not just the lyrics and and melody. It's the changes and and who who you have playing with you and 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 how comfortable it is. Like you know, interpreting the lyric, all that stuff. You know, that's I feel it's spiritual, but. Wait. I won't be writing a song about golf anytime soon. If I did, it would be about how it, I don't get it. <laughs> you could call it Gregory's song too, because I don't know anything about golf. So I was just throwing something <laughs> random out there. Under par, over par. I don't yeah. get it. Yeah. Hole in one. See, Hole they, in one. Now y'all just saying words. You now y'all just saying it. words. <laughs> That's your tune. Listen, why don't we why don't we go ahead? Let's this I think this is a good time for us to um listen to Donovan's dream and, and let the people nice. decide uh, <laughs> decide what the yeah. vibe is. So here we go, Donovan's dream. Yeah, so right, you you oh yeah, thank you. That's the <laughs> Mm-hmm. 
Yes, a long time ago as I held you See what I mean? Everybody in the comments like, yeah, bro, you was right, man. <laughs> y'all got to unmute some, y'all. There's a kid out there, Donovan, somewhere out there going, I have these dreams and visions of a woman. <laughs> I that's don't right. know. <laughs> yeah. That's, it's, it's, I've been thinking of that. I've been like, hey, I've met a few Donovans, and I'm like, ooh. Wow. <laughs> man you know that song is, is like the way the way you sing and, and you wrote that you wrote that correct i wrote that i didn't I, that arrangement for the entire like orchestra in there was not mine that was drew krasner whom i okay. love from, beautiful arrangement from, is beautiful but for i i wrote it for just you know i i wrote it with just me and guitar okay uh and violin bass oh word, word 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 yeah yeah. Yo, just let me know when you record that one. I, I gotta I gotta play it with on repeat every day, man. It's so beautiful. Oh there's a lot there's a there's a there's been a few fathers who've come to me and been like, 
Whoa. I'm like, oh, <laughs> amen. So you, you re- did you really just kind of like love the name Donovan and then like this whole this whole creation was born from that? Yeah. I mean, it's, I wrote it like I free write, you know? So like, I'm walking down the street. There is a leaf. And whatever line comes with that, it's like, it works. Do you find yourself like editing a lot or things like that? Or do you really just like, just feel yourself like flowing and and just kind of like letting whatever it is be? I edit a lot. I edit a lot, but it's not like I write that much. I don't write that much. So, but when I do, it's very like, you know, yeah, it's a lot of editing for sure. But I don't, I don't, I don't think of any complicated concepts or anything. I'm like, what flows, you know? And Donovan, Donovan, do you remember me? Do I creep, do I creep into your, I wonder what I, it might've not been dreams. And do I step into your, you know, it might've been something else that I edited down to creep into your dreams. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, forgive me for being so young and wild, you know, it's definitely it just flowed. Yeah. I just I think, I think we can flowed. we can all we've all been young and wild. And so <laughs> like <laughs> are we I not that, now? We're not well this we're now young and wild. I'm, I'm, I don't know what you're talking about, Jared. <laughs> I just mean, you know, like when you when you're in your early, early twenties or, or late teens and, and when when you don't think that anything can happen means anything yeah yeah you just do crazy shit and i think that's this song resonates with that part of me at least where it's just like Mm. any that could have happened to me yeah quite easily and i think that that a lot of people can feel that like you know what that that's crazy or maybe yeah we like i even know someone with a similar story and so you can like you know empathize with with that feeling you know of loss yep wow it's and it's full with like mature, but you know, you, you mentioned the word like kind of like partying and like, I guess, youth and things like that. But the song is full of maturity and love and like these like very sophisticated emotions too that that really it could also be like a, a legend, you know, that was passed down like 10,000 yeah. years or something. <laughs> 10, I mean, years. but like, that's, I mean, we don't hear of it often, but that's a common story, you know? I don't, I, as much as we hear about abortion, we don't hear about the people who actually go through the, the pregnancy and end up yeah. giving that child up. We don't hear about those stories, you know, nobody's protesting that. So, and there's a whole bunch of that, you know, so I'm, but I, I, I wasn't even thinking of that specifically, but um, it was, it resonated enough for it to be manifested into a tune, you know, That's like right. I, 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 I think that idea, you know, I'm going to encourage you to, to write every day for the rest of your life. <gasps> Every because day. Your, your, your voice is unique. And, and I think that, um, you know, the people need to hear stuff like this coming from people who look like us, you know? That's right. And, uh, I Amen. think that's important. I think that's important. Yeah. Well, can, can you can you talk a little bit about some of your influences too? Because I, I don't want to project any of my my thoughts onto you, but I'm just curious as to like, you know, you mentioned Billie Holiday, Sarah mm-hmm. Vaughn. And Joni. I hear, Joni. Yeah, I hear so many other like genres of music like that are just, I love Joni. I love long form composition like Billy Childs. Um, and uh, hmm, I love Weather Report. I'm so into Weather Report. <laughs> but yeah, Sarah, Sarah Ella, Mel Torme, his vocal tone. He's like one of my favorite male male vocalists who isn't Frank. I love Frank. Um, Have you been? Am I allowed to throw a Nina Simone in there too? Is that honestly? I feel like I feel like Nina might be cosmically connected to me because she's someone (laughs) who I've known in my childhood, but who I don't resonate as with. Like, like I never connect with as a favorite vocalist, but who for the past year I've been doing lectures about, you know, and like been forced to like know her life and 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 uh, empathize with her with her with her passion and and learning a lot about her so and i sing and and interpret her lyrics incredibly well you know with ease so i think yeah. it's i think it's very symbolic with that she's definitely 
someone probably because our my voice is very low and hers is too. And when I first heard Nina, I thought she was a man. <laughs> so probably within my like very like wanting be wanting to be dainty and feminine, I'm like, oh no, 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 I don't resonate with Nina. That girl's probably like very much close to me than any of the other singers, you know? And and yeah, she's fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Nina, Nina is, is, I mean, beyond her singing, she was such a strong human being because Activist. she was kind of, yeah. And also and she, didn't even, about it. she didn't even want to play the music that she was playing. She wanted to be a classical musician, Yeah, but she wasn't That's allowed right. to. So she, she created, she created and I think, her own and, and that shaped her happiness, you know, she yeah. was like, this is the one thing I wanted that I didn't get. And I feel right. like that like shaped her, you know. Yeah. The the tone hmm. in a lot of her music, I yeah. think. I mean, yeah. the music you create, like, would you even say that it's possible to categorize it? Because just like Greg said, like, I listened to it and I was just like, somebody might call this jazz, but I'm just like, I don't even think that that's not jazz. Jazz folk. That's what I say. Jazz folk. Jazz oh, I folk. like that. I like that. I say jazz folk because I'm yeah. very, I'm in love with Joni Mitchell, like spiritually. And... Just the way, like, and I say spiritually only because I I relate to her so much in her interviews more than her music. That's how I fell in love with her was just hearing her talk. And um, so, but also, man, I just sang all day to Ella and Sarah with my bird, man. <laughs> you know, so like there's both of those very yeah. deep. Well, um, you you know, sometimes people try to put you in a box and I think that it's just a kind of oh, impossible they, to do they that. They will, as long as it's capitalism. It's always built, as long as there's a radio and there's a, you know, a jazz station and a rock <laughs> station and it, they'll have to. Right. You know, but yeah. thankfully it's 2021. Shit, I put my shit out on band camp and call it like jazz metal. <laughs> and I say what I jazz want. Jazz metal. And, right. I'll, and I'll keep my six fans. You know what I mean? <laughs> shit, you know, tell me what you want, yes. dude. Well, you got you got eight right now. So <laughs> you, got and I, and you, got, you got you got probably got eight of the happiest fans in the world. Yes. Too, everything, everything you're doing is just beautiful. That's Thank right. You. Man, that's, that's just this. You know, I, I think I agree with that sentiment too. It's like it's there's not really a a category for what we just heard, but I think that's like just paving your way as an artist. That's that's actually the the biggest blessing that you, can, you can have because I'm pretty sure I'm never gonna hear anyone sing a song like you just sang in my life. Amen. And if I ever hear it again, I know it's you. <laughs> and that's all I'm asking. You know, I'm, I'm I'm chilling over here. You know, I'm just trying to write tunes well really for me as like uh an artist I'm like only in this profession because I'm really good at it and I enjoy it you know like if there was something else I enjoyed I'd be doing that easily but this is so fun so as long as it's you know getting a good reaction cool I'm 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 validated I can keep going in that direction so it feels yeah. good. So, so with all the artistry, like what does like what is the like what does the present and the the future look for you as like an artist? Like trying to are you trying to make it into the industry or like what like what? How do you see yourself making an impact in the world? Me, I want to just indefinitely collect grants and come <laughs> up with projects. Hmm. You know, collect yeah. rich, rich, rich people's money and use that money to do really out projects with different mediums, poetry and, and dancing with a projection behind me, shapeshifter lab, you know, all right. <laughs> where, yeah. where nobody's in the audience, but all my cats are getting paid, you know, and I, and, <laughs> and it's, uh, huh. and like that, that's what I, that's what I want to do. I just want to come up with weird stuff, Bjork style, you know, and see you're, what you're, I can you're, do. You're, you're a creator. Create. You are a creator. So you just the eye like, of the creator, you know, the image of him. Like that's it. Like I just yeah. that we have we all have the urge of like production, produce, produce, produce. It's it's the same, it's sexual energy. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. 
So, and nobody, nobody thinks about that, but sexual energy is the same thing as creative energy as you're creating. Mm-hmm. So whenever you feel that urge, you're like, oh damn, let me, let me write a tune. Let me, yeah. think, let me think of some ideas, you know? And, oh, I have- and I love that vibe, like indefinitely with rich people's money. <laughs> that's my, <laughs> that's my view. That's what I want. Hey, rich people. Hey, hey, y'all listen to this. Give give Anisha Anisha all your money. (laughs) (laughs) Attention all rich people. Attention. I got ideas. I'm the, I'm the, let me be your female Kanye. You know? Hey. That's it. Just give me freedom of expression. (laughs) You, you were, you were mentioning the sexual energy as like the source of creativity. And Mm -hmm. you you just, it just kind of, one of my favorite essays is an Audre Lorde essay called The Power of the Erotic. Ooh. And I'm going I'm to I'm email that to you after we we'll post that in the show notes and everything too. And it is like, it's, it's, it's this beautiful 20 minute piece. And, and she, I think she's specifically speaking to women, but I think it's, you know, applicable to everybody. Yeah. But she kind of goes into the whole, this, the sexual energy is the, the root of all creation in life. And we have to be, and she, she defines the, the, the difference between like the pornographic Mm-hmm. As and the erotic too, which and it was just interesting, a beautiful, beautiful thing. That, but even on a more practical level, it's just understanding that that is the same energy that creates. Mm. Like if if you, when you're feeling frustrated, create something, figure out something to produce. That's it. You know, I feel like that same energy is is healing, rather than feeling frustrated on the like, you know, inactivity. You're you're a creator. You're, you have that power to, you know. Yeah. Now, see that, res- that 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 resonates with me because you know at the beginning of the pandemic, as as everything went just stopped, I realized, mm-hmm. I was like, man, like the, my outlet for creativity in in every way has ceased. So I had to figure out what can I create in this room alone. Like, what can yeah. I do? What can I do? And, and constantly finding different ways to do that, even even now. Yeah, is, is is kind of important to to my very existence and happiness. So I think that you're you're one hundred percent right about that. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like, what 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 would you say? Because I've been thinking about this, Greg. You can you can tell me this too. Like, what what would you say the purpose uh, of life is? Oh, Venetia, go yeah, ahead. Oh, me first? Yeah, yeah you first. Yeah, you first. You first. You're the special Ooh, guest, man. I think to love. I think everything is to love. I think everything is to love. I think you should treat others as if they are yourself, as if everyone is a mirror, and that every flaw that you can perceive in another being is something that you deny within yourself, you know, and get a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. I, I'm like a... Get a therapist. Get a therapist. That's right. That's right. I fight with my therapist, though. Don't do that, y'all. Me too. Okay, Me okay, too. good. Why? Well, how do no, you fight, fight with, with your therapist? Oh, Man, you, you pay that to. person that good is, money to not fight no, with No, that you. is the person of, <laughs> that you fight with. That's the person to fight with. My therapist said some stuff to me that I was like, okay. <laughs> I thought we were girlfriends, but okay. Like, we were chill. I'm about, to, I'm about to take you off payroll. But I'm, well, I'm, a, you know, I'm, I'm, I got that, I got Medicaid. So, so it's free. So she's literally like just a friend <laughs> with, you know, with Medicaid. But, right. it, but it's chill. You know, I'm seeing like, okay, that's, that triggered me. She's very great. But I think in terms of living, uh, a healthy lifestyle, you need someone who can listen to you, who is on the clock. <laughs> Who's on the clock, yeah. I ain't trying to I ain't trying to vent to no more friends. No more. <laughs> and I ain't trying to be used that way either. You know, I need somebody no. who is on the clock who ain't gonna say nothing. Yeah. And if they got something to say, it's only useful, you know? That's it. But um, but and then plus that create be creative, like try find something that, you know, brings bliss to you and makes you bring out that inner child creativity. So, (laughs) you know, it's funny, it's funny because like, I guess like, you know, Darian and I are both huge proponent proponents of therapy. And I had a a conversation with a student of mine too, trying to, to get him to at least consider the idea. And so it's interesting that, you know, for so many of our guests, the, the, we've all gone through therapy 
And I'm wondering, do you think this is like a specific thing to artists? Like, do we just all need therapy as artists because of... (laughs) I think it's human. I think it's human. I think we all have parents. Most of us have parents who are boomers who... um, Oh, God. It's about to turn into a psychology podcast. But (laughs) most of us, I feel like, have parents who, 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 like suppressed a lot of shit and and pass it down to us and we didn't need to deal with that all you need to do is have a therapist who is like you don't need to deal with that you can like acknowledge it and be self-aware and you don't need to pass it down we can be the we can be the generation that pauses that and 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 our children get to live really emotionally healthy lives if you can acknowledge that early you know yeah, and it's and, and it's subtle, it's subtle things. It's the way you the way you socialize with others, and the way you give to your friendships and stuff. Even musically on the bandstand, the way you accept another person's extra chorus, you know, <laughs> like he needs it. Yeah, he needs yeah. the extra solo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna take. I'm gonna let him solo with love. You know, shit. Maybe I'll just do the bridge out. Yeah, but it's uh, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I'm I'm a, I'm gonna third that and say therapy is is definitely important and um, I and I, and I agree with you with the the purpose of life. I think you said it a little differently than I would have said it. I I would have said relationships, and mm-hmm. ju- just because if you talk to someone that's ninety, a hundred years old on their deathbed or twenty five, then they never talk about money or how many girlfriends or husbands and wives they had, but they do talk about the relationships that they messed up or mm. stuff like that. So if there's, I think that is the, so when you get to the one and he going to be like, well, yeah. how, how did you treat the people that came across, you came across and hopefully yeah. you treated all those people um, with grace. <laughs> that's right. We can. And that's the lesson, right? There's like so many relationships that you mess up on the way to like finding your, your crew I mean, I got some regrets. I got some people who, you know, wronged me, but even even in a subtle way that I can't even bring up to them because it's so small, you know. But but things that affect you in a certain way, it really is just understanding the the complexity of being human and human. You know, we're all just messed up, right? And beautiful and deserving of patience. You know, absolutely. But, yeah, we all have to kind of just embrace that process too, because it's like. You know, even even all the relationships we have messed up, those those were like so important uh-huh. in terms of the, our growth to to find meaningful and make healthy relationships. You know, I truly believe yeah. that without messing up a few, you can't really appreciate what you have. <laughs> yeah, and, That's and right. treat, treat treat the ones that you know that you truly love and, and cherish. You don't know how to take care of those gifts without making a few mistakes. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> See, Agreed. me and Greg, me and Greg been friends for I think for fifteen years now. So we, we you know, we have a couple fights, but we get over it. We get over it. I think it's time for a therapist at some point. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need couple step. Me and Greg need couple therapist. Therapy. Yeah, I love it. See, see, see. I need to talk to my therapist about that because I don't, I don't, no, no friendship therapist. I just distance slightly, you know, oh. fade away. Oh, I see. Not, not with my day ones, but you know, as I'm like, oh, I can survive. Okay, fifteen years, y'all, y'all, therapist, yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> y'all can do it. Y'all deep in enough. We in the, <laughs> we basically, we basically married, you know. So it's, it's, yeah, it's, there you go. <laughs> that's how. Wow, that's this how podcast is taking. Work, yes, that's, I, that's really true. Is. That's I mean, true. band band members. That's how it really feels, you know. Yeah. That's that's a good point because you can be in a band with somebody. You gotta you gotta go on a roll. You, you commit to a tour. Yeah, you you're gonna have a fight. Like every band, what's what? Tell us about your worst fight in a band, Vinny. What did I you do? I have never done a tour with my band yet. I've only been a feature. Okay. Overseas or like a, uh, like in another band, I have yet to experience. But I mean, the folks I play with, they're like my homies. If it's a fight, it would be like weird. I don't know, about, but I'm also very good with like not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, they, they. I haven't fought with them yet. But yeah, I not yet. Got on tour with them. You, you know? see, you got to go on tour for a couple months. You are gonna fight with their ass? I oh, promise. Oh man. <laughs> 
Well, I'd be the only woman, so I would just book my own room, right? Don't matter. Can, you know, uh-uh. they have their own, they drama. No, oh, uh-uh. I don't. It don't matter. It don't matter. <laughs> let me just let me just, let me just say there've been times I've been on like week four of a tour and some cat looks at me funny and I I don't even look I don't even talk to him for like two weeks after this. I'm so bad. <laughs> That's me too. <laughs> That's me too. I I, you. you know, I'll tell you. We'll, we'll move on from this, but the thing that it always annoys me, and I'm sorry for everybody I've been on the road with, is the way people chew. I'll, I'll be, oh, I, that's horrible. I'd be hating motherfuckers like be like, yo, stop chewing chips, dog. I'm t-. like, I'd be like on edge, like, hey man, what's up? <laughs> I'm really bad at chewing, but I'm also mostly always the only woman on tours, so I'm always, I always have my own little, my own little area. Yeah. What What is um, that like as a woman, just being the one? Just is it lonely or what? What is that like? I like it. Mm. I like it, but it might be my personality. I like being left alone. I don't, I don't like nobody bothering me, you know? If, like, my homies are, like, it's, like, five of them are my homies. And everybody else, I'm like, hey, I like your shirt. Bye. Great. Oh, wow. So great seeing you. <laughs> you know? So, like, in that perspective, I don't bother nobody. Nobody bothers me, so it's killing. It's great. Okay. I love right. it. Nobody, okay. you know, I'm not, I'm not hanging and like trying to be in, you know, like, yeah. look at, you know, I'm just, like I'm just I'm asking that because I, I, lately I've seen a lot of women say that maybe sometimes they don't feel comfortable in, in spaces that are dominated by men. And definitely and, and our industry is, is definitely one of those spaces. So I was just curious if, if you feel that energy. Um, if I feel like it might be different cause I'm a band leader. I book mm. the gigs and I don't go anywhere where I don't feel welcome, you know? Yeah. I send an email and if I don't get the email back, I'm like, dig, you know? <laughs> where else? I don't, I don't hang there, shit. Okay. But I, but uh, there's, again, when I came here, I have to reiterate that I came under Victor's wing and a lot of people respect him and treated me like a little sister. I see. And still do because of him. Right, absolutely. So I've I've been treated like you know, like you know, uh, oh, like that. With right. that in mind, it's and maybe that could be a projection, but I think it's helped me a lot in this city because if you're just a singer in New York, the truth of the matter is like, if it's the last couple of tunes for the session, and there's a singer or three. It's like, who looks the best or who is like, you know, that's, and it's three in the morning, but it's been situations where it's like, oh, that's Victor's sister, you know, with no hesitation. And that was like something that's privilege to me. That's what I've experienced that I think is different than a lot of other people. Um, But so, yeah, I mean, you, you know, like I, a lot of people who are not, who don't have like who've been uh yeah anyway anyway do, yeah. do you ever feel do you ever feel like you're kind of like living like does it ever how do I what's the best way of putting this you know Victor is such a well-respected musician and do you feel like sometimes it's a challenge to find your own path no so well established in the scene or not anymore no not at all because my music is because my path is so different than his and I have like my own homies, you know what I mean? Like, I got my homies that I'm messing with, you know? So it's great. Like, I got my folk band and 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 my, my straight-ahead band of musicians that I mess with in college. You know, my homies. So it doesn't feel like it's, a, it's that anymore. I feel like that question would be something, like, right when I moved to New York or even in college. Like in at Berkeley, when a lot of people were like, "Oh, but now it feels pretty balanced." Where he has a lot of people are like, "Oh, you're Victor's sister." Whoa, a lot of there was some person asked if I was Charles Gould's sister. I was like, like, "Damn, you ain't even on social media. Like, you didn't see this different spelling wording." (laughs) Dig, okay, but that was new. I was like, "Dig, that's killing." Yeah, for, 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 for people who don't know, Charles Gould is a, is a drummer. He's a, he's a dope, incredible, dope, dope drummer. But but different spelling. Yeah, yeah, different spelling. Um, yeah. Venetia, you know, we're coming to the end. 
And as always, I like to give our guests an opportunity to tell the people where to buy their merchandise, where to link with them, the band camp, what's your social security number, everything that you can. uh, Nice. (laughs) So so tell them where they where they can get with you. um, I'm on Bandcamp, Venetia Gold, Bandcamp. Um, I have a album that's going to be released with Lucy Agiazarian another vocalist we did a, j- a joint album that's released in september but our first single is you know any com- any any month any week now so follow me on insta and what's your insta handle what's your, what's your insta handle venetia gould music there you go all right y'all so go check it out venetia gould music check her out on Bandcamp. um she don't have no merch right now but you know you got a website uh no. Okay. No. One day. One, one day. day one day. So <laughs> Instagram is enough, really, these days. I think you know. Uh, so yeah. They, they can check you out there. And, uh, yeah, Venetia. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the Working Artist Project. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. You, you're just such a, an amazing personality, and you have thank just you. An amazing talent and gift. And I appreciate you taking your time and sharing that with us today. Glad <laughs> to be here. Um, someone named Ar- awesome. Ar- someone named Arlene Gould. I'm a. I don't know if this is your mom or not, but she she says she needs that social security number. What <laughs> she said? Who, who is that? Arlene Gould. Oh, my mom. She's my mom. Ah. Oh. Like, What's up with that social security number? <laughs> That's my mom. One. Maybe. Right, right. <laughs> She's perfect. An angel. Wow. Yes. Thank you guys for having me. This is Absolutely. awesome. Thank you. I feel like a celebrity. I feel like Oprah. You are. <laughs> I feel like Oprah's being interviewed. There you go. You are, a, you are a celebrity. In like the 70s, whatever. <laughs> I don't know. All right, y'all. We'll catch y'all later. Peace. Okay. Have a great night. Peace. <laughs>